Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson, and I'd like you to join me as I minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Let's open with prayer. My heavenly Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, and the power of Satan and you. Father, I ask for a spirit of grace on this message, your spirit of grace. And let us only see Jesus. He gets all the glory. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Before we go back into the gospel, I want to show you what God did with the Apostle Paul. I want us to see what our Jesus and what our Father are really like. Do you know that God has to open your eyes, like I pray at the beginning of every program? He has to open your eyes where you can see the Word of God. Did you know you can read that Bible every year? You can memorize Scripture up to you know the whole Bible. But unless God opens your eyes, you will never understand it. Oh, you may get bits and pieces. But when that Holy Ghost, that Spirit of grace comes in and He starts showing you the Word by the Spirit, not by the letter, it opens up a whole nother world. It opens up revelation. It opens up understanding. And that's where your faith will grow. I want to show you the nature of Jesus. And I'm going to show it to you. Let's take a look at the Apostle Paul. And we're going to start when he was Saul. I want you to go to Acts 26, verse 9. This is the Apostle Paul describing what he was like. He says in verse 9, he says, Indeed, I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things, against the name of Jesus of Nazareth. He is standing in front of King Agrippa, and he's telling him his own testimony. And look what he says here about himself. He says, Indeed, I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things against the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And that is what I did in Jerusalem. With authority I received from the chief priests, I not only locked up many of the saints in prison, but I also cast my vote against them when they were being condemned to death. And by punishing them often in all synagogues, I tried to force them to blasphemy. And since I was so furiously enraged at them, I pursued them even to foreign cities. That was Saul. That was Saul, an enemy of the first Christians. Now, I want you to consider this. I want you to consider the nature of Jesus and the Father. You know, some of us in our own eyes, we would think that God would have wiped that man off the face of the earth, coming against his own people, coming against the Christians, coming against the people that Jesus had. But what did God do with Saul? He did exactly the opposite. Not many verses down from Paul giving this part of his testimony. Paul said, and then I met Jesus in the road to Damascus. And Jesus said to him, 
with a light brighter than a noonday sun and a voice, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Jesus didn't kill him, did he? No. You know what Jesus did to one of the chiefest sinners of the earth? And that's what Paul called himself. He said, I am one of the chiefest of sinners. Do you hear that? You know, Paul never lied in the New Testament. He couldn't. The Spirit of God was in him. He called himself one of the chiefest of sinners. And yet Jesus didn't kill him. The Father didn't kill him. What did they do with him? Their great mercy. They made one of the chiefest sinners one of the chiefest apostles. Do you see the nature of our God? Do you see the nature of his son Jesus? He can take the worst, the worst, and make him one of the chiefest, one of the top, one of his servants. You know, if he can do that with Saul, and turn him into the Apostle Paul. He can do that with you. He can do that with you. One of the things I have seen with the power of God, he can take the worst, the worst, the worst sinners. And he can make them some of the strongest servants on the face of this earth. Do you see the love of God? Can you see in the scriptures the love of God? I pray this prayer, every program, open their eyes so they can see what you are really like, Father, because you are not like what we were taught in some churches. You are not what we were taught in some Sunday schools, not all, but some. You are completely different. The only way you're going to learn about what God is really like is through the Word of God, through the Word of God. That's why we say you must read it, and you must read it out loud, and you must ask God to open your eyes so you can understand it, and then you will see. You will see the love of God. What sent Jesus to the cross? Like I said in the last message, what sent Jesus to the cross? The love of God for you sent Jesus to the cross. I want us to go to 1 John 4. And I'm going to go to first 19. When we are trying to endeavor to walk with God, when we are trying to believe that gospel, when we are giving our hearts to Jesus, and we are looking at him to be our shepherd, there will be days when you will think, I can't go another step. I just don't have what it takes. Oh, thank God for those days. Because then you will see and the Father will open your eyes to a verse like this. 1 John 4, 19, it says, we love him. We love the Father. Why? Why do we love the Father? Why do we love God? Next phrase, because he first loved us. Did you know that God loved you first? Did you know by the word of God, and the word of God cannot be broken, that is John 10, 35. Do you know that God loved you first? He loved you first. 
You didn't love God first. He loved you first. That is so comforting. When you are trying to walk and believe this gospel and you run into your own wicked heart. God loved you first. Let's go to Ephesians 2. Don't ever forget, my friends, God loved you first. Ephesians 2, verse 4, but God, but God, the Father, Jehovah. He said, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love, his great love, wherein he loved us. For his great love, wherein he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, even when we were at our worst, even when we were up to our ears in sin, he has quickened us together with Christ. For by grace are you saved. By grace, by grace are you saved. You didn't ask for it. You didn't deserve it. And a lot of times you didn't even want it. But Jesus was sent anyway. Jesus went to the cross for you anyway. Do you understand that? Can you hear that? You didn't ask for it. You didn't deserve it. And in a lot of cases, you didn't even want it. But God sent Jesus to the cross for you anyway. Anyway. He loved you first. He loved you first for his great love wherein he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, even when we were on our way to hell and we didn't care, he quickened us together with Christ for by grace. You didn't work for it. You didn't work for it. By grace are you saved. By grace are you saved. You didn't work for it. Jesus did. And he did it because the Father sent him. And the Father sent him because he loved you first. He loved you first. You know when Jesus was sent to die for you? You know when the Father called you? If you are born again, if you are born again, I want you, I want you to go to John 6. I want to show you something. For those of you that are born again, and Jesus said you must be born again. And if you are not born again, you need to be. You cannot be a Christian. You cannot be a Christian without being born again because a Christian has to have Christ in them. And the only way to get Christ in them 
is to be born again. And we will pray for you to be born again at the end of this program. But if you are already born again, I want to show you something. If you are already, already seeking God, following God, reading your Bible, endeavoring to walk in the gospel, I want to show you John 6, 44. John 6, 34, Jesus speaking. He says, no man can come to me. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. You can't even listen to this program. You can't even consider Jesus. You can't even be born again unless the Father draw you. Unless the Father draw you. You come to a place when after you are born again and God keeps pressing you in, that spirit of grace on us presses us, pushes us gently, speaking to us, endeavoring for us to come. You know, that spirit of grace is sent by the Father. You can't come to Jesus on your own. The Father draws you. You know what? That is comforting. That is comforting. Do you hear God calling you right now? Do you hear that voice that you've heard before dozens of times saying, come on, come back, come here, come to me, all you that are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. It is easy. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. That's what he's saying to you. And you know what? That's the Father drawing you to Jesus. Why? Because he loved you first. He loved you even knowing what was in you. The Father in Jesus calls us knowing already what is in you. Oh, when I first became a Christian, when I was born again, and then I was baptized in the Holy Ghost. There were things in me that were coming to the surface that, oh, I wanted to hide. I thought if God finds out this is in me, he will turn me away. How silly can you be? How silly can we be? Have you ever thought this? If God finds out this is in me, he's going to reject me. He's going to turn me away. My friend, he knew what was in you before he called you. He knew that was in you. He knows about that stubbornness. He knows about that meanness. He knows about the bitterness and the lying and the unforgiveness. He knows about the pornography. He knows about the greed, the covetousness. He knows about the sexual immorality. He knows it all. And you know what? It doesn't scare him one little bit. Yes, he knows about the drugs. And he knows they won't go away. You try and you fail. He knows about that too. He loved you first. And he loved you, he loved you knowing what was in you. You are no surprise to God. And you know what? Every one of those things 
that detest you, that make you roll your eyes, that hurt, that they are in there. Every one of those things was put on the body of Jesus for you because he loved you first. Because he loved you first. He took every single one of those things. Every single one of those wicked things inside you. And he put them on the body of Jesus. And he did it because he loved you. He did it because he knew you weren't going to be saved any other way. He knew the Ten Commandments were only going to make you worse. He knew that. It's written. But he put the Ten Commandments in so that you'd loathe yourself and come to him. That were your schoolmaster to bring you to Jesus. That's Galatians. Because he loved you first. He loved you first. That's why he wants you to go to Jesus. That's why he wants you born again, so he can deal with those things. So he can get them under the blood because that's where they belong. He wants you free. He did not send Jesus to condemn you. It says that. He sent Jesus. He sent Jesus to the cross to save you. To save you. He knows that's in there. He sent Jesus to save you. And Jesus took that on his own body. He took it in his own soul. He paid the price for it. He paid the price dearly. He paid the price for that sin in hell. He took it from you. And he paid it. And he paid it. For you, the Father had him do it out of love for you. Isaiah 53, I think it's 10, says, For it pleased the Lord to make Jesus sick. It pleased the Lord for Jesus to suffer on the cross. His own son, it pleased him. Why? Because he loved you first. And he knew Jesus could do this. He knew Jesus could carry it. He knew Jesus was able as a man to pay for it. He knew Jesus was able. He gave him the ability. And he knew Jesus at one point will have paid for it. And he saw, the father saw Jesus, the travail of his soul, paying for you, paying for you. Oh, thank God he paid for me. Thank you, Father Jesus paid for me. Thank you, Father, everything I have ever done, Jesus paid in hell for me. And you sent him there. Because you loved me first. He loved you first. And he saw the travail of Jesus' soul 
And he was satisfied. He was satisfied. God was satisfied for that sacrifice of Jesus for you. He was satisfied. Jesus became your sacrifice. Jesus became your sacrifice on the cross for that stuff that's in you. And the Father received that sacrifice. He received it. It satisfied him. It satisfied him so much sin was paid for. Your sin was paid for. Did you know that? Your sin has been paid for dearly because he loved you first. Because the Father loved you first. The Father knew what was in you, and Jesus paid for it. It has been paid for because he loved you first. He loved the Apostle Paul. He took him from being the Christian's worst enemy to becoming one of the chiefest apostles. He can absolutely change any man. If you say, you don't know what I've done, I don't, but the Father does, and he loved you first. He knows what's in there, and he loved you first. And Jesus paid for it. He paid for it. He paid for murder. Oh, he paid for murder. He paid for child molestation. He paid for sexual immorality. He paid for the wife beater. He paid for the embezzler. He paid, you put the word in. You put it in. You fill in the blank. He paid for it because he loved you first. That is the power and that is the love of the Father. And Jesus had that same love. For he so loved us. He gave his life for us. For us. He loved you first. You are no surprise to God. No surprise to God. So let's go back to Mark 1, verses 14 and 15. It says, now after John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, not of Jesus, the kingdom of God. Did you get that? The kingdom is God and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent you and believe the gospel. Repent you. Change the way you're thinking. Change the way your mind considers and believe the gospel. Change it. Change your will. Change how you're feeling. Believe the word of God. Believe the gospel. Believe the gospel. That's the truth. Believe the gospel. And what is that gospel we know from 1 Corinthians 15? And it's verse 3 and 4 is the definition. For I delivered unto you, first of all, the Apostle Paul said. 
who was the enemy of all the Christians, God revealed to him the gospel. God opened his ears and he opened his eyes and he opened his heart and Paul got a revelation. He understood. You know how you know Paul understood it? Because he walked in it. He walked in the power of it. He said, for I delivered unto you first of all, which I also received. How? That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's what you believe. That's what you trust in. That's what you commit to. That's what you adhere to that Jesus died for your sins, that he was buried for your sins, that he paid in hell for your sins and your sins the Father saw and he was satisfied and they were forgiven. That's what you believe. That's what you adhere to. That's what you stick to. That's what you commit to. When you do that, when you keep your eyes on what Jesus did for you on the cross, your heart changes. Your heart changes. You change. By grace are you saved through faith. And that faith even God gives you as a gift. You talk about love. He even gives you the faith to be born again. Did you know that? You don't even have the faith to be born again and God gives it to you. Why? Because he loved you first. He loved you first. Whatever you're stuck doing right now, you go to God because he loved you first. And you tell him what's going on because he loved you first. Because he loved you first and he knows it's in there. So get honest with him. Oh, the wonderful thing is you can get dead honest with God. Doesn't scare him one bit. He needs to hear it. He needs to hear it out of your mouth. And you know what happens when you do? Then he forgives you. Jesus forgives you. You're forgiven. And God, by the blood of Jesus, takes it away, takes it away. Wouldn't you like to be without that? Wouldn't you like to be without those sins? They can leave this day. This day they can leave. Confess with your mouth to the Father. Tell him everything. Tell him everything. Tell Jesus everything. And then ask him to forgive you. And that is a prayer he answers every time. Do you want this? Do you want born again? Pray with me this prayer. Let's get started. Let's get started making that burden lighter. Pray this prayer with me. Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Teach me, guide me, fix me. And I ask this in your name, amen.
That is a prayer. He always answers. Always answers. And you can be free this day from those sins that bother you day and night. You know, you can even be born again and those sins bother you. He loved you first. Start talking. Amen. Amen. Let me hear from you. Email me at the letters kd at kdwol.com. That's kd, Kathy Davidson, at kdwol.com. And visit my website to listen to the messages again or to download them free of charge at kdwol.com. Until next time, God bless.